in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. Today's show is dedicated to a beautiful voice in the German music scene, Christina Lutz. So stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The news with Nina Paula. Frankfurt. Investors have lost a lot of money, but analysts say the German economy will not be affected by the stock crash. So far, all that has happened is that shareholders' wealth has been destroyed, says the Hamburg World Economic Institute, one of Germany's six leading economic research institutes. The share price losses themselves won't have a far-reaching impact on the German economy. Stocks would have to decline over a longer period for alarm bells to start ringing, other experts say. Economists are more concerned about the actual cause of the crash, the US real estate crisis. This crisis is far from over, the risk of a recession in the US has grown. Berlin. The EU climate plan will rekindle the Autobahn speed limit debate in Germany. Environment Minister Sigmar Gabriel welcomed the European Commission's energy and climate package to limit global warming. But he added that a speed limit is becoming more important than ever. Estimates have suggested a speed limit of 130 km per hour on all German highways. But this would only reduce the country's emissions by around 0.5%. But Gabriel once more rejected putting an end to Germany's gradual phase-out of nuclear power, which, along with speed limits, is the subject of recurring debate and disagreement between the government parties. Berlin Germany's far-right National Democratic Party is caught up in a chaos. The weekly newspaper Der Spiegel reports that the NPD has got financial problems and a deeply divided leadership. Some within the extreme right-wing party seek to project an image of the NPD as a clean German nationalist party of law and order. Others are apparently unwilling to do without the support of violent neo-Nazis. Up to now, Germany still hasn't managed to ban the NPD, but the Social Democrats and the Interior Ministers have the issue on the agenda. Berlin A new web portal documents the state of ethnic German minorities. The new Internet site provides a comprehensive picture of where the minorities are located, how they fare and what their legal status is in the countries where they live. In Denmark, France, Poland, Serbia, Kazakhstan and Hungary are an estimated 2 million ethnic German minority members spread across Europe. On this new site they can exchange experience and help others who are in a similar difficult position. The project also may help to increase dialogue and lower tension between ethnic groups with negative views of each other. Baden-Baden A retrospective of Gerhard Richter's work has opened at a Baden-Baden museum. It's curated by the artist himself and includes more than 60 paintings from Germany's top-selling contemporary painter. After training in communist East Germany, Richter moved to the West to make his home in Cologne. He shot to fame with photorealist paintings created by projecting a self-made photograph onto the canvas, tracing the outline and coloring the painting from the photo's own palette. 
Meanwhile, only millionaires can afford his work today. Richter's painting of a jet fighter was sold for a record-setting 7.6 million euros at an auction in New York last November. Feels torn, frozen, tell me whom to forgive. No excuses, they just blow my fuses. My body says stop, but my mind can't follow. Maybe all my fright is actually hollow. It's actually hollow. Maybe it'll be a lie.
This is Christina Lux. Many people just think of the electronic and harder sounds when they talk about the German music scene. But there's much more to discover behind Kraftwerk, Einstützende, Neubauten and Rammstein. Through Rudi Goethe I found over the years many amazing, outstanding, beautiful, engaging, emotional musicians and bands. And all of these characters fit to describe the music and the songs of Christina Lux from the Cologne area. She's releasing her albums, she's touring a lot and she can easily play on an international stage. But somehow German artists have a difficult time to get the respect they truly deserve at home and abroad as well. Our own reporter Nina Paula met her recently to talk about music, life and how both fit together for Christina Lux. Christina, um, I, I searched you today on YouTube and um, listened to a song and there was a comment um, that you are singing like a, like a real black gospel lady. Um, do you feel like a gospel singer? So for all the people who are listening to this show at the moment, I'm blonde and I'm very pale. Um, black music has been uh, an important music for me always. I just... Uh, Uh, loved the way the voices sounded and um, I was maybe lucky that my voice is low and not like a soprano voice so but um, it's it's more having to do with the feeling of really soulful ways of singing so I'm, I'm I love to really use all that the voice can do to express the the emotions in the songs What inspires you? What is the inspiration for your songs? Because it's, it sounds always a bit melancholic, a bit sad, but beautiful. Where do you take the inspiration from? There's some people who say, um, some musicians saying music is their shrink, and I would say that counts for me as well. There's um, many things that I see around me or that are within me. They, they keep kind of flying around in my head until they drop down to my heart and when they reach the, the, the belly area then they have to come out. That's like a birth, always. So it's things that really do, uh, that they, they, they are my company for a while. And it takes until it really uh, wants out and then it creates a song. The themes, is that you what we hear It's what things um, make me feel that I see around me, and it's also very personal. Um, I found out that writing very often shows that we're not so different. So let's take a cliche example. People who lost a loved one, that's some, everyone can follow this. Or a broken-hearted person can always follow this. And there's some themes that are also quite bitter, so I'm... I'm uh, There's two songs dealing with um, child abuse. Um, that's been a personal experience and it took a while to put this in a song. But I found that by not hiding the things that are going on, it's like being on stage, singing about this, and all of a sudden getting a sense that people, they don't just sit there and think, oh wow, what is she experiencing? I can see that it's their own stories coming up. And um, the, the, most of the greatest experiences uh, are when people then come and say it really helped them to maybe get a step further or get their hope back or just inspired them to, 
to take a step further. It's really nice. So they talk to you after concerts or they write you mails and tell you about their fate? Yeah, both. I mean, since I'm still doing uh, the one-woman thing, meaning I will be there selling my CDs as I will tonight, um, they have the chance to talk to me. But often I also receive mails and there's many, many stories. One of the very cute ones lately was uh, um, someone writing my brother asked me to write you an email because he's met the love of his life last time you've been in a place in Germany playing there. And he said, it's so connected to this concert and now the date comes up again. And he asks if there's something they, I could maybe sign a CD for them, especially because it's been such a great uh, occasion to meet and it's always connected. I love these things, it's great. <laughs> But I, I think you don't know the person and it's very personal. Is this connected to the kind of music you're doing and the, the texts you or the lyrics you're giving to the people? Because this is very personal too. Yeah. Somehow, um, some people call me like, wow, that's quite courageous because you really put your heart out there. Pew, it's there, you can see it. But this is what drives me. This is the engine. I don't write because I want to write the greatest pop song of all times. I write because it really drives me to write and to express this. And there was a time I was kind of holding back. And then some people said, oh, you really know how to use your voice and all, but I don't see you break. And I said, huh, why should I break? Does everyone have to break? But what they actually meant was, if you go and talk about these things, then really, really open and show what this is like. And I do remember a, an interview of Katie Lang once, and she said, when she really decided to not hide anymore, that's when waves kind of started to, to come up, you know? So I think this is probably what, what people call authentic writing. It's when you dare to really show and don't hold back. It's scary sometimes, but it's been also great to see what it can bring in motion. <laughs> schläft ich nicht wär so schön wenn du jetzt hier wärst bei mir Gedanken entwirren und mich fragen warum länger warten wär so schön wenn du jetzt hier wärst bei mir ich weiß, es hilft nicht, dir zu sagen, du fehlst. Und ich weiß, es hilft nicht, ein bisschen zu weinen. Es hilft kein kleines Stück, so zu tun, als sei es nicht wahr, weil ich nicht gut bin. Ich nicht gut bin, darin mich zu verstehen. 
schön, dir zu küssen, in deinen Armen zu vergehen. Wäre so schön, wenn du jetzt hier wärst, bei mir. Doch ich weiß, es hilft nicht, dir zu sagen, du fehlst. Sounds like you couldn't imagine to stop what you're doing. We don't hope that you stop, but um, could you imagine? Not really. I mean, there's there's always times uh, and phases, and feels like I don't get the song together. I don't get it finished. It's just a couple of lines, and I just keep kind of circling around it. I'm like a tiger in a in a cage, and I go, what? is it what is missing what and i have to learn or I, le I, i learned and i again and again i have to be patient but sometimes it takes time to really like like let it get really ripe and then it's all right but in the meantime it feels sometimes like oh my god can i can i not write anymore it's just a matter of waiting for it to to be ready When did you know that you wanted to be a guitar player and, and sing? When did you know that you want to go on stage? Quite early. When first, uh, the first band I've, I could really see very closely was the band Guru Guru, that probably not many people know anymore. It was in the crowd rock phase. And um, they happened to be friends of my parents. And we used to live in a very old house, an old farmhouse, big. And they saw this and they thought it's beautiful and great and they asked if they could maybe just rehearse there. And I must have been 12 or something. And so they all came, all the musicians lived in this house, hippie-ish, and uh, they rehearsed in this back room that there was a huge, like a little concert hall-ish kind of thing. And uh, yes, so that was the first time I, I really experienced what it means to, to write and play together and I really loved it. And I started playing guitar around that age as well. And uh, when I was 17, I stopped school because I thought, no, nah, that's not my, my path. And you just go out. I always wanted to sing. The guitar came later because I just wanted to be able to, to, uh, to, to write and to play the songs. And not a, um, I want, didn't want to be depending on someone writing the music for me. So, uh, do you like it more to be alone um, making music or uh, with a band? Because you have supported uh, people like uh, Status Quo or Jule Nigel or uh, Fury in the Slaughterhouse. Yeah. That was it. Um, what's better? Um, 
this, all these things, like Yuli and I was kind of, it was the first band that I went on tour with as, as a backup singer. And then the other uh, names you mentioned, like Status Quo, I've really, I, I supported them. I was their support band, band, haha. <laughs> it was just me. And behind me, humongous stacks of, of, of martial amps, because that's what their stage uh, looks like. It was hilarious. And there was me just standing there with my guitar. And thank God, the guy who, who was the sound engineer, he loved what I did. And he really pumped it up, because this band is loud really loud and I thought they will just knock me off stage it will be terrible but it was great actually so he had 3,000 status quo fans and there was I with my guitar but it worked out and uh, this after um, doing backup vocals for for quite a while and always writing um, my own songs simultaneously I um, had before I really decided to go solo I had a wonderful a cappella group and so I had three songs a night. I felt I wanted more. I wanted the whole night. I wanted to tell the stories. I wanted to be able to really get in contact with this audience and not have to like kind of be there and then cut and then again. And uh, that's when I decided to see how far I could get just with my songs, my guitars, and I tried to get my CDs done and that's how I started. Is there something you, you want to do, a duet perhaps, or, I don't know, something special? The new special thing is, I'm thinking about the new CD, that's special, because um, in 2006 I released the, the studio album with the band, then in 2007 I released the Looks Pure and Life, which is now the, the recent CD, It's just a solo life CD. So the next one will be interesting, what it's going to be, because you have the, the solo artist um, and you have this, this band project. And I'm, I'm absolutely keen on working with people at the moment to really see, uh, to create new sounds. Um, as much fun it is to play by myself, because I can do what I want, completely freedom. Uh, It's, sometimes it's like you're kind of circling around yourself all the time. And then when another musician comes in, maybe percussion or some other sounds, all of a sudden there's new dimensions in the songs. And that's what I'm really, really looking forward to, to get new, new connections with musicians and work on the songs and see what they can be like. And are there perhaps plans to change your sound or, or not? No, what I really uh, felt after these two CDs, um, they're both beautiful, but the guitar vocal thing is a very special, um, very uh, like, like two materials kind of melted into each other. And I want this to be the center of it. And then see from there the voice and the guitar and the way I play um, it, it took me a couple of years to to respect myself as a guitar player, really not only, oh, that's my tool, I use it to write songs. Then when people came to me and said, hey, you have a really strange style, where did this come from? And I said, ooh, actually, I'm a complete self-taught person, so I've just tried chords and bass lines and whatever came to express these feelings. And uh, this is this is something 
something new to, to experience. How can this guitar vocal thing really stay, make this very clear, this is the sound, and then to add here and there a little percussion, little whatever, bass or, um, yeah, uh, it, it'll develop. <laughs> There are people who, who say, oh, it's sad, everybody's talking about Nora Jones or Katie Malua, and not about you. <laughs> This is, as in German, uh, Germans say, mit einem lachenden und einem weinenden Auge, with a laughing and a crying eye. I don't even know if this expression exists like this, but people will know. Um, I, I keep reading these things. Why is she not known, as, as well known as Nora Jones or Katie Malua or whatever? Um, I mean, There's so many reasons for these things. If you, lead, uh, if you read biographies, you, you know that there was a certain connection, a certain um, police met Stuart Copeland's um, brother to be their manager, whatever. I mean, we all have these circumstances. Who does market the right way and what is this? Um, sure, like I had an interview the other day and someone asked me, so you play in this little club here, so do you prefer little clubs? And sometimes I answer very seriously, yeah, it's cool because it's really great communication, no doubt about this. But I wouldn't say, oh, Carnegie Hall, no, it's too big. <laughs> so I'd sure love to grow and, and make people happy with the music or touch them or see them all cry and laugh, it's great. The thing is mm, that the musical freedom in the way I do it at the moment is, is wonderful. It's no one talking into my music, no one saying, hey, it's going to be more pop or more commercial or more this or more that. That allowed me to, to, to just do it absolutely the way I wanted it. And uh, I remember saying to myself a couple of years ago, when this is really, I use the word ripe again, when this is really mature, when you really are clear that this is what your music sounds like and someone comes and says, now, this is the time now. I mean, I have this wonderful working little uh, record label. They do all they can do, but sure, it's limited budgets and all. But uh, once it's really, it's just going to be a new step to see what the new CD sounds like and see how to let it grow from, from there on. And, but I can live of my music, which is fantastic. I can play what I want, I can take my little PA system, I drive around places and play and uh, have a little fan base that allows me to be free with my music, and that's great. Christina Lux is online at christinalux.de. This was today's Radio Goethe magazine. You can find this show and many more online as free podcasts at radiogoethe.org. I'm Arndt Peltner. Der wie Schokolade auf der Zunge zergeht aus der Unbeweglichkeit Die Ungewissheit bleibt, so wird es immer sein Es ist gut so, gut so, gut so Ey, hey, hey, hey Ey, hey, hey, hey Die körperlos sein und den Atmen dann durften diese warmen Liebe von Nacht. In diesem Himmel voller Ewigkeit möchte ich heute tanzen gehen, bis ich nicht mehr kann. Mmh. 
Dewi Schokolade auf der Zunge zergeht Erlösung aus der Unbeweglichkeit Die Ungewissheit bleibt, so wird es immer sein In diesem Augenblick wie ein Mond voll Glück Dewi Schokolade auf der Zunge zergeht Erlösung von der Unbeweglichkeit Die Ungewissheit bleibt so wird es immer sein, es ist gut so. Mm -hmm. Das ist gut so.